When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. Matt, we have talked about the blues on this podcast before, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe the the general consensus was uh, we weren't into it. <laughs> well, I, we haven't talked about the blues really since Buckingham Blues, which uh, also was made us very uncomfortable for all kinds of reasons. Yeah, a lot of reasons. <laughs> I will. I mean, again, I'm going to give a quick spoiler alert here. I like this more than the Buckingham Blues, which is my second least favorite original. Let's come right out the gate and say <laughs> I'm very I'm grateful to Al for doing this because this is a this feels redemptive to me. This is this is a much, 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 much better blues parody than Buckingham Blues, as far as I'm concerned. It's such a good blues song. Al, Al recorded the song with the attempt being to write the ultimate blues song. And after the release, who knows if this is true, but I've heard this legend many a time. Uh, after this, the, the song's release, B.B. King listed it as one of his top 10 favorite blues songs of all time. Uh, that's amazing if that's true. <laughs> Al himself did say that he had heard that from from BB King or from someone related to BB King that that had been said. So like Al is on record saying that is true, um, which is I mean it doesn't get better than that, guys. It does not get better than that. Yeah, it's and the song is something that we know Al to do, which is that he is writing a very very complaining song about the most mundane of things and it's a trope that he'll go back to many more times one of my more fond versions of this is obviously i love ben folds five so Mm -hmm. i love why does this always happen to me uh but this is kind of still in the earlier category of him doing these types of songs uh harmonica is being provided on this one from jimmy z uh who just is a very from from the bit that I read on his Wikipedia, just a very prolific harmonica for hire, uh, specifically in the eighties and early nineties. There you go. Harmonica for hire. I love that. 
there's some truly good lines in this, but the one that got the largest, the the loudest laugh out of me this morning was my brothers and sisters all hate me because I was an only child. Um, like, like that is the type of bizarre, strange wit. Like this, this song is like an existential crisis set to blues music. It is. And, and I love, I mean, I also love the fact like the name of this song, generic blues Yeah, is so great because this is, to get into a little bit of like music speak for a minute, like the blues is a genre and a style of music that actually does have kind of a set of rules that you have to follow in order to fit a form. And there's something called 12 bar blues, which is just a sequence of chords that a song can occupy. And this, this song sits in 12 bar blues. It, it follows all of those rules and complete with the like guitar solo in the middle. Um, and all the way down to the first line, like the, like I woke up this morning even before the then I went back to bed is the joke, but like, well, I woke up this morning. I I don't know offhand. I didn't look this up, but I would bet you could find easily somewhere between tw- ten and twenty real blues songs that start with that line. Oh yeah, like it, it, he is. This is a great example of him like learning a, a form. We've talked about like exploring this genre, learning the rules, and then coming up with his own version. Like you said, he wanted to create like the ultimate blues song by hitting every marker he possibly could of what goes into uh, like a perfect, a complete blues track. And then of course he starts at the most basic and by the end of the song, he is so off the rails. His character story just gets more and more insane. The first four lines that I woke up this morning then I went back to bed, it's a little bit funny, but also easily could envision B.B. King singing that line. Yeah, and and I mean it that that is like you said it's kind of funny but at the same time if you think of the song if you if you imagine the song as like in a different frame, right? Mm-hmm. Think of it as an existential crisis. Think of it as anxiety or like depression or whatever. Suddenly the I woke up this morning and then went back to bed is kind of a dark depressing line. <laughs> oh, it's uh, I mean this is a again, it gets so over the top that you have to laugh at it but like no this is a this is this is a cry for help from a deeply depressed person yeah that is what this song absolutely is it is like this guy is very unhappy yeah got a funny kind of feeling like i got broken glass in my underwear and a head of wild pigs is a herd of wild pigs sorry a herd of wild pigs is trying to chew off my head (laughs) you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) And then we get to the, the you know, I ain't got no money. I'm just walking down the road. That, another absolute, could go into any blues any song. Blues I ain't song got no ever. money. <laughs> I'm just walking down this lonely old road. Again. I wish I could get me some money, but I forgot my automated teller code. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a great one because it he's literally taking every cliched blues trope and just like twisting it. Twisting just it. Just enough. Where it's like, oh, he's got money he just doesn't he just can't get to it yeah, yeah he, he physically just... can't get it <laughs> i was born in a paper sack in the bottom of a sewer i had to eat dirt clods for breakfast because my family was so poor uh, nice slant rhyme rhyming sewer with poor yeah and then if I, I get my daddy was a waitress and my mama sold bathroom tile my brothers and sisters all hated me because i was an only child <laughs> that that line is so 
fucking witty. Like, it's it's very very witty. It's <laughs> it's it's really really clever. Yeah. And then even the I got the blues so bad I kind of wish I was dead is not even the, again not like it's funny how he's injecting these like lines that feel like they could absolutely just be from from any quote unquote generic blues song, and then he like amps it up in the final line. The maybe I'll blow my brains out, Mama, or maybe I'll go just go bowling instead. <laughs> like, so bizarre and then we get this th- i mean when i say this is an existential crisis song we get this uh this verse yeah. i'm just a no good scum sucking nose picking boot licking sniveling groveling worthless hunk of slime nothing but a low down beer bellied boneheaded pigeon toed turkey necked weasel face worthless hunk of slime I Oof. guess I got pretty low self-image. Maybe it's a chemical imbalance or something. <laughs> I should probably go see a doctor about it when I've got the time. And then he yells, make it talk for the guitar solo to kick in at that point, which also brings me back to I Love Rocky Road, where he yells, make it talk right before that guitar solo as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then as the guitar solo is playing, he keeps yelling, make it talk until about 45 seconds of guitar solo where he goes, okay, now make it shut up. (laughs) Well, because Jim West is doing this, like it feels very appropriate at the, at the beginning, but then by the end of the solo, he is literally just hitting this one really dissonant, like, (laughs) and he just goes and goes and goes until finally Al goes, all right, make it shut up. It's great. It's great. Uh, You know, I have to, we don't always do this, but I have to read every one of these lyrics. No, this this last verse is unbelievable. Plagues and famine and pestilence always seem to get me down. I always feel so miserable whenever I'm around. I wish I always I'm sorry. Yeah, I have to highlight that. I always feel so miserable whenever I'm around. <laughs> Oof, man. Again, funny. And that is also heavy, heavy, heavy. Um, I wish somebody would come along, stick a pitchfork through my brain. I'd flush myself right down the toilet, but I would just clog up the drain. And then we get back into the chorus. The, I've got the blues so bad. Kind of wish I was dead. Maybe I'll blow my brains out, mama. Or maybe I'll go bowling. I said just maybe I'll go bowling. Bam. Maybe maybe <laughs> I'll just rent some shoes and go bowling. Bam. Maybe I'll join a league, <laughs> enter a tournament, put on a stupid-looking T-shirt, and go bowling instead. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean... Amazing. Uh, again, it, it's th- this is it, it's great. And I, I just to go back to where we started, I do still... I would still say, like... This type of the blues is it's hard. This is very difficult to do in a way that doesn't make you cringe. And Al has hit the perfect, in, in my opinion, this is a dangerous game. And and Buckingham Blues, I think we also said it's unfair now looking back on the subject matter of that song really makes it look worse than it was. Um, but this is such a better, the band's performance is better the jokes of it land much better because he's lampooning the genre and not lampooning uh, these human beings. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it, it, I don't know. This just, this works so much better for me. If, if Buckingham Blues was the only blues song in Al's catalog, it would have been a genre-wide swing and miss. Oh, yeah. And I'm very, very glad that he did this. No, and he, I mean, he absolutely... In the same way that he perfectly embodies Devo when he does Dare to be Stupid, he perfectly yes. nails the Talking Heads when he does Dog Eat Dog. He has completely nailed this genre in such a smart, fun, and interesting way. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. 921 Donkey Lane is a magical apartment complex that contains immense power, but lacks intelligent inhabitants. What is happening? I'm getting texts. Why are we getting a lot of texts? People found out what we did. Oh, dividing Mike Myers into an infinite amount of tiny Mike Myers. Listen to 91 Donkey Lane for free on Spotify or your favorite podcasting app. More at 91donkeylane.com. See you there, you donkeys. I legitimately am kind of... I no matter where I seem to put this, I feel like it deserves to be higher. <laughs> like every time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, there's another interesting note here just cuz I I always want to keep coming back to UHF itself. Um so there is this uh, when I when we, we watched the movie in the commentary, I think I followed this up or maybe I rewound it after it cuz I noticed something. There is a in the credits for UHF. Yes. There is a song that is credited. It's all Al stuff and I noted that there's a song credited in UHF that is called Way Blue. Okay. And it is credited as written by Steve J. Okay. I saw this in the credits. I was like, Way Blue by Steve J. What the hell is that? Yeah. And I did a little bit of research and Al addressed it in an Ask Al from back in the day. Al says, Way Blue, from what I remember, was the name given to the generic blues music playing in the bar before Stanley begins his mop speech. Oh. And it's where Al orders his, you know, the, his daiquiri. Yeah. Uh, and he's sitting and they're lamenting that the state, it's over. It's it's not going to happen. Um, and th- there's a song playing in the background that is literally a piece of basically generic blues. Al, by his own admission in that thing, calls it generic blues. <laughs> So why is this not that? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm glad that Steve J got a song in the soundtrack. Like, that's cool. And I'm not, it's it's great. As a fun side note, apparently Steve J's, the full version of that song is on, um, he has done music for film in the past, Steve J as a solo artist. And he had a CD called Film Music that features a lot of the compositions he made that uh, have uh, wound up in films. That is very out of print and is only available on Amazon for astronomical prices um, that I am not going to pay, but I'm, I'm curious if anybody out there has it. I would love to hear. I, I could not find it anywhere. I looked into it like Steve I J's mean, way blue. Look, I don't want to brag here. And Steve J does follow our podcast. Instagram hey, Steve page. J, if you're listening to this, I would love to hear way blue your song. And I would also love to know, like, if that was if this is a coincidence 
that uh, that has gotten us to this interesting point where there's two pieces of there's literally a song called Generic Blues and there's a song in the movie that is used as generic blues. Like I it's super weird to me that these are two separate things like this song that we're hearing Generic Blues could have so easily existed in that scene in the movie. Yeah. And maybe the song happened later. Maybe it was like an afterthought. I I, I don't know. I, I'm just I'm I thought that was a really, really interesting. Here's what uh, we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to guys follow our Instagram page, obviously, because it's great. Um, mm-hmm. But every week I pull a clip and I make it a TikTok and an Instagram reel. We're going to make this conversation <laughs> the Instagram reel. There you go. We're going to tag Steve J in it. And we're going to see if he can provide some answers. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I really want to know it because all the music, as we said, is um, Al did all the songs and the score is by John DePrez. There was that one credit for um, Steve J, who did, uh, as I said, uh, it's called uh, Way Blue. And then there's also a, one other funny credit. This is totally unrelated to uh, to this song, but I thought it, I just seeing my note. I didn't talk about it before. Um, the theme to Nutsy's Clubhouse <laughs> is credited to someone named Todd Grace. Mm hmm. And another one, I Googled that every uh, every way you can imagine Todd Grace, Nutsy's Clubhouse, UHF, nothing. nothing. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know how that happened. I could not find a thing about Todd Grace and the theme to Nutsy's Clubhouse. So the music from UHF, this this remains one of the biggest mysteries I think we have come across on this show so far. I don't really understand how the soundtrack and the film and the score and all of these things actually all happened at the same time. Yet there's shockingly little overlap. It's just very, very weird to me. This again, like even aside from that scene, like this could have everything about the composition of this feels like it could have been inserted into the film anywhere. And uh, it's weird that it just didn't happen. It's just this, this standalone track, but in the world of standalone tracks on the UHF soundtrack, this one really does function very well as its own piece. This is a great song. Yeah. No, this is... So I'm trying to figure out where I want to rank this, and I actually ended up putting it so much higher <laughs> than I than I anticipated. I kept being like, this isn't high enough. This isn't high enough. And yeah. the next thing I know, I think my song is almost in the top 10 here uh, because I'm dropping it. After Christmas at Ground Zero and above good old days, um, if it's not in the top 10, it's just outside of it. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's at 11th place in my overall Al Originals, which is so much higher than I had any anticipation of this song falling when I uh, picked it. Yeah, that is that is very impressively high. We are really like uh, we've we've gone back. Uh, we flipped on each other from the last uh, the she drives like crazy that yeah. I ranked uh, shockingly high. Um, yeah, I am not gonna put it that high. <laughs> I do really, really like it. Don't get me wrong. And again, like I said, I I am so uh, you know for people who have lost track, which I had until this point, I'm Buckingham Blues. I have at the absolute bottom of my originals of Al. Um, it is the absolute lowest ranked thing I have. Um, and so while this will not be a top 10 track for me, this is, I'm so, so, so glad this exists. And side note, I did, this was another one I got to see him do on the vanity tour with the band. And that was another real treat for me because I don't think he did this very much back in the day. 
Um, I think that was definitely a vanity tour, um, uh, a vanity tour update for him. Yeah. Oh no, he did do it in the nineties a little bit. Um, I'm going to put this in between slime creatures from outer space and twister. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. I, 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 I really do think it's great. I like it more than, uh, I, I, I feel confident that I like it more than Twister. Although hilariously, on your list, it's below Twister, right? Oh, no, no, you have it above two. You have it above two. Yeah, yeah. I have no. scroll down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. no, this is, it's, uh, you know, again, musically, there's, I feel like there's not as much to talk about as we usually do. The guitar solo is really funny, but instrumentally, it is just him him doing a blues track also by the way um that quote about bb king saying it was in his top 10 blues songs of all time that is written in the liner notes to the um weird al the the permanent record box set okay. that al released they say that in the liner notes that that bb king said it was in his top 10 of all time so that's i can't imagine that's something they would have printed lightly <laughs> yeah no that's true <laughs> they must have had some some indication that that was true yeah i mean that's a it, it's i mean well done al and band this is this is uh with the exception of a couple very over the top lyrics i feel like you could fool people with this with this song yeah no I, this is uh a great a great job like i i never really paid attention to this song until today and man is this uh a fresh new favorite for me. We are so close to finishing up this soundtrack. Uh, but first, we got to get through a few other weird ones, like another sketch, an instrumental track, and then like the last two actual songs on the soundtrack. So <laughs> so stay tuned. But we are, we are a month away from wrapping up the UHF soundtrack. So now's a pretty good time to get us those mailbag thoughts yeah submit soon guys because you don't don't miss the don't miss the the boat yeah we're gonna have to record that mailbag while you're in europe so that's great <laughs> i'm i'm excited about that that sounds like that'll be real easy to schedule yeah <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned everybody we'll be back next week with more weird algorithm You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes. I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 